Welcome to the Ghostwriter and Pub Podcast. I am Jody Aberdeen, author, ghostwriter, storyteller, food person, and I am hitting the ground running today. This is episode 14 of my special journal series. You know, I really ought to have a new theme song. <laughs> I gotta do that soon, but... Ugh. I gotta tell you, uh, this time of year is normally a difficult sleep time for me. Um, as you'll see from today's journal reading. And uh, it's starting to take its toll. I am now three nights, consecutive nights, of not sleeping well. There's like this permanent, semi-permanent, seemingly permanent ache behind my left eye. And who knows, could it be COVID? Probably not. I think it's more like allergies and a, com a combination of allergies and not sleeping all that well. Uh, however, uh, this is the first cool day that we've had. And I think it's only going to get cooler. I mean, temperature-wise, not necessarily cool cool <laughs> uh so anyway a lot of upset in the news right now i don't want to talk about news obviously uh, this is a journaling series if you're tuning into this for the first time these journal series this this limited series of journal related entries this is uh day 14 and what it is, is this was started out a few weeks ago as a way to get me back into the habit of writing a journal. I have one, I basically write one page, that's it. And then I share, I read it out on this podcast and then I share whatever insights I get from it that may be useful to you. If you're listening here because you want to know about creative writing, you want to improve your own skill, you're thinking about hiring a ghostwriter and are considering me and want to get to know me a little bit, or you know, just ghostwriting process generally, storytelling. That's why I'm assuming you're here. So I try to make these entries relevant. Uh, in the interest of keeping it real, I do write additional pages sometimes if I've got personal stuff. This isn't about me airing dirty laundry or anything. I basically just want to be useful to everybody. But I am journaling authentically, which means... Oh, man, I got to stop using that word. Authentic. It's been beaten to death now, and... Um, I just got told to. I just got. I just got gently chided by uh, a marketing friend of mine in our chamber of commerce group this morning to like never use that word again. I feel you, man. I feel you. So uh, let's get to it then. So this is the journal entry for uh, Thursday, May twenty eighth, twenty twenty. I have precisely ten minutes to write this entry without stopping before my chamber of commerce call. I have to take notes during that session, as we are all as we are doing our annual brainstorming today. It'll be interesting, as I haven't slept that well all these last three nights running. Late May and June are my worst sleeping months normally. The days run long often. The days run long, often hot like this past week, and when that happens, I tend to want to take it all in. Also, this time of year has seen challenges to my anxiety quite often. I've gotten married in May. I moved houses in May. Not always, you know, not always, um, you know, usually, sometimes against my will. Oh, I lost my space now. Here we go. Um, I've really just been stressed out a lot quite frequently in May, despite all the beauty and promise ahead. COVID, as you can imagine, is really par for the course in that regard, maybe even below par. 
The trouble is that fulfilling fulfillment work where I have to do it myself is really not always where I truly want to be. For over 12 years now, there has been the dream of becoming a wealthy, successful fiction writer, making money almost 100% through residuals and yet being able to afford things like a house and a car and a nice garden. I suppressed all of that because I didn't see possibility at the time and wanted to protect myself from disappointment. The time since then, the conditions have since changed so very greatly, such that if I just find the right strategy, the right people to help, I can. I can get to that life. No bother for systems or tactics. I really don't care how it's done as long as I'm not doing it. The way that it's being done is ethical and in alignment with my values, and that is genuine. My stories really are worth your time to read and to buy. And this, in this quarantine era, and for this price, the risk, is, the risk of being disappointed by buying one of my stories has never been lower. I'll start that process this week. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot I can branch off here, but here's what's relevant. I want to talk about selling your books. Let's say you've already written something. Let's say you are, you've uh, published your Amazon store. Maybe you've even got more than one title. How do you sell it? More importantly, do you sell it? You know, this isn't a sales and marketing podcast. I hate sales and marketing, but we can't not talk about it. I've got a few older episodes where I've interviewed sales professionals, I think, or creative sales professionals, and you can look those up uh, earlier on, previous seasons. But there's virtue in, if you're a new author and maybe writing is your strong suit but selling is not, get someone to do it for you. In fact, you should do that with a lot of the things that you don't like doing. Just get other people to do it for you. For instance, I just hired a virtual assistant to do a couple of things for me. Transcription, uh, you know, just transcribing some of my audio for, with my client calls so that I can use that in my books. I have them providing accountability reminders for me to get certain things done that I would otherwise not, you know, put off doing almost indefinitely. And I might even get them to do my taxes because apparently they know how to do taxes. So that's great. I mean, the things that you don't want to do, get someone to do it. What I'm looking for now is somebody to sell my books for me. Again, I don't really care how it's done as long as it's ethical and as long as it's effective. Say if I set a sales target goal, I want somebody to be able to go and then do what they need to do to sell that many copies and in return they'll get a, a, commission, a percentage of sales. I'll also give them uh, an upfront rate as well so that they have something to work on. They, they, have, they, they are, you know, they are um, paid, right? So it's not like they're doing this for nothing. 
I don't want to. I don't believe in that starvation model of sales. I'm not really keen on having. I mean, I, I get it though. If your if your back is against if your back is against the wall, you might be con, you know you might think um, you're going to produce more some of the finer things. But actually, one thing that came up on that uh, chamber call this morning was this idea of trauma being a motivating factor for many people. Uh, who are in business, especially creative entrepreneurs. So uh, we talked a bit about um, my own theory of allergy. Essentially, if you noticed, uh, a great example of this is Steve Harvey. This is, I love Steve Harvey. I don't always agree with the stuff that he says or his viewpoints, but it's, he's hilarious. And uh, you know what? Agreement isn't required, right? Uh, what I love is that he, what motivates him to have his abundance mindset is the fact that he was living out of his car for three years pursuing what he wanted. When you have abject poverty and then suddenly you get rich or your efforts pay off, I think you develop an allergy to, you know, to basically any possibility, any chance that you could end up living in your car again. And that's what motivates you to, to basically try to make more money, more and more and more and more. Because the second that you drop, that's taking you a step closer, even if you're many steps away, to going back to being homeless or being destitute. Which means that your, your, your ability to manifest large amounts of, uh, of money and, 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 and abundance is really trauma-based. I don't know. Maybe some mediocrity in your income is what's called for. Maybe I'm just saying that because I have mediocre goals. I mean, to, to me, they're very great. I mean, home ownership, doing what I love. I was raised in the nine to five workday environment in the suburbs. My programming, my baseline programming is that the only way I can afford a house is to have a job and to get a, to get approved for a mortgage that way. And I also have another story in my head that says that it, I, I have to be Stephen King as a writer to be able to afford a house. I'm not trying to live in this kind of Edwardian mansion, right? A simple, classic red brick home with a garden and a couple of floors and maybe needing some renos on the inside to replace copper wiring or something. That's what... Um, that's not copper wiring. What's that one that can can set your house on fire? I don't know. Um, lead wiring? Aluminum wiring? Yeah, aluminum wiring. I think that's what it was. Yeah, no. Um, that's really... That, would be, that, that wouldn't be it for me. I would still be doing something. But in terms of material needs, if, once I get that house, I'm staying put. And I don't really... I don't need to be a gazillionaire to do that. So if you're selling, you know, I don't want to have a trauma built into my sales. Now, if that means that I become a hundred thousandth thousandaire instead of a millionaire, I'm cool with that. I'm very cool with that. As long as my books get read, as long as the ideas get taken in, as long as they make a difference for people. That's what counts. And I hate selling. So... I'm finding somebody who could do that for me. And uh, you may think that the upfront cost, oh, well, I can't afford somebody. It's just like, find something. Half, most of y'all listening are 
quarantined. You probably spent way more money on Skip the Dishes orders. Which is good. I want you to support your restaurants, although Skip is problematic in their fee structure and doesn't always trickle down to the restaurants. But you probably spent more on food delivery in the last three months than you have than you would ever spend on basically a, a VA on a casual basis who is going to only work for the, you know, perform the tasks that you need them to. And in return, you get your time back, you get your gumption back, and you can focus on what you're good at. So anyway, uh, that's really it uh, in terms of selling your book. So find someone to do it for you. Uh, I've been, you know, I, I, I've asked my entrepreneurial friends, my freelance friends, uh, some advice on this. And they said, for someone like me, it's not about buying a system. Don't fall for the systems thing. A lot of them just don't work. Find an individual who gets to know you better, with whom you have rapport, who has a demonstrated ability and a knack for connecting with people and persuading them to make buying decisions. Find that person, make an arrangement one-on-one -on -one with them, find out what they're uniquely good at, and play to those strengths. It's really that simple. So I'm looking for that person. If you are that person and you're listening to this, or if you know somebody, send me a referral. I'd love to set up a Zoom call with them. Jody, jodyaberdeen.com. For that matter, if you have a topic you want me to talk about on a future episode, uh, I know I planned for one more journal series for tomorrow, and then I might resume some other types of, uh, another type of uh, series. Uh, yeah, send me an email. If you have a prompt, jody, jodyaberdeen.com. The best part about your own podcast, as I've said in other episodes, is you can bring you can bring back anything you want to because it's yours. And I can do what I want on this thing. So even though my official series may be ending tomorrow, I think that's what I will do. I want to open up another series. Uh, if you have a prompt or a topic you want me to explore in a future episode, send me an email, jody, jodyaberdeen.com. Lastly, if you would like to be interviewed, if you are a new author, if you're writing a story, if you have an experience, if you're a creative person, a coach, um, send me an email. I'd love to interview you, Jody, jodyaberdeen.com. All right. Uh, as I mentioned, I hit the ground running. I got a lot to do. I got another call coming up. So this is a short and brisk episode. Thank you for listening. I hope wherever you are, you are safe. Wear a mask. Latest studies show 90% reduction with a two-layered mask made out of cloth. It's a cottage industry right now. I'm sure you can find someone to make it for you. The sooner we kick this virus, the sooner we can all hug our moms again. Thanks very much. Have a wonderful day.